Growler Media presents Joe vs. the Minute. Welcome back to Joe vs. the Minute, the Movies by Minute podcast that analyzes the 1990 film Joe vs. Volcano, one raft floating minute at a time. I'm Tierney Steele. I'm Jarf. And with us again is James Anderson. Hey, hey, we're here covering stuff on water. <laughs> we are. We are covering Minute 77, which starts with Joe's putting green being ruined by the wind. <laughs> and it ends with a hallucinating Joe seeing the constellations in the starry night sky. Now I understand why you were saying save it when I was talking about the putting green. Because the putting green. On the raft. Uh, right. Yeah, I just I had in my mind the minutes breaking at a different point. So I thought the, the putting green got blown away on one. <laughs> it's it's the first thing that happens. And I love his little like turnaround to look at it. Yeah. And then the next thing we see, he looks so bored. <laughs> yeah. He had the one thing. Floating around, Ugh. taking care of Patricia, listening to I Cover the Waterfront. And then I just have to say, I'm really quickly, we can get into whatever you like. The dancing it is like the saddest contrast with the dancing we had earlier on this trip. Right. I called it a weird herky-jerky dance. It's His muscles are must be just, like, going. Just like he's just, ugh. It makes me feel weak to think about how he is just, like, just barely getting by. Yeah, seeing the salt stain on the back of his shirt is what did it for me, where I'm like, oh, this is, this is bad. Because at first, you could almost write that off as, oh, he's hopping around weirdly because the trunks are hot in the sun. And then it's oh, like, yeah. oh, no, this is like what passes for dancing. Right. Oh, actually, I didn't think that was a dance. I thought he was playing a game where you have to hop over the seams of the trunks. It does look game-like. I could actually see that being true. Like he's mm. playing trunk scotch. Okay. I could see that. It didn't occur to me, but I could definitely see that. It's just the weird, the way his like shoulders are going reads as bad dancing, but. It reminds me of games that my brother and I would play, like when we would <laughs> jump over a shadow of a moving car or the the ground is lava and the bed is a raft, <laughs> sure. that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Well, it's definitely, you're definitely supposed to think of the dancing earlier, regardless of what he is actually you know, if he's dancing or if he's playing a game or whatever, you're, you're absolutely supposed to think back to better, less sunburned times. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, but it's so funny. <laughs> it just like, ugh, get, get him some aloe. Why didn't he pack? Why, why did he pack a putting green instead of some aloe, any aloe? <laughs> Golf balls with aloe in it. Yeah. Why can't he also lay his head under the umbrella? It's a large umbrella. That's true. It's, That's true. But he's bored. I know. It's it's just the boredom had never occurred to me, but you I mean you're absolutely right. There's nothing to do. Absolutely nothing to do. And especially now that the one thing he had to do is gone. The, the fun thing. is over. <laughs> right, exactly. I was worried when that thing blew over. I was like, "Hey, be careful. Like she doesn't go plunging into the sea too." I mean, that <laughs> seemed like a stiff breeze. Yeah. But yeah, from a, and it's overcast when he's putting, but we very quickly see that the problem is going to be the sun. And that is what leads us to our beginning of the evening of hallucination. And I, (laughs) we can argue about what's going on, but I think at least the seeing of the constellations is definitely telegraphed as a hallucination by the actor Tom Hanks. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Completely. 
Yeah, I agree. And Jarf, you said you had some astrology notes, astronomy notes, constellation notes. Yes, I do have some astrology notes. So I was interested in the choice of how they presented the astrological signs. And as previous guest Carol pointed out, I'm like the volunteer editor for this movie. Even though I love it, I'm always giving my punch-up suggestions. Sure, you have to, you have to. So I saw a little bit of a missed opportunity. These were the constellations I spotted. Pegasus, Cancer, Ursa Major, Libra, Orion the Hunter, and Leo. They all shimmer in at the same time, and then it pans over a little bit, and then they shimmer away. So the missed opportunity that I saw is to carry the symbolism of the movie somehow into the constellations. The way that wouldn't be too much of a leap would be just to focus in on one constellation as a center point that somehow resonates with a theme. And for me, Perseus, the hero, would be the obvious choice there. And I couldn't find Perseus at all. So so that seemed odd. And even if he is there, it's kind of lost in the mix, so it doesn't jump out. But then if you really wanted to take it a step further, you could say... He's just imagining these constellations. You could come up with Joe versus the volcano themed constellations sure. that he picked. Like he pictures the luggage salesman and he pictures Angelica and Dee Dee. You just and- want constellations of Angelica, Dee Dee, and the luggage salesman. <laughs> I mean, doesn't everybody want <laughs> that? Yes, yes, we do. Well, I mean, like, what are constellations but imagine, I mean, accepted imagination of stars? I mean, it would be just. It's the same. Like that new constellations and old constellations, the only difference is time and enough people agreeing. Can we get a location check? It's been a long time since I've watched this movie and I haven't thought about it in this detail. Are those constellations I'm sorry if this is this South I, of the Equator? Are we are we Ursa Major? Like it feels like are we south of the equator? Because it feels like the constellations are different when you're down below the belt. It feels like we should be we're heading Kind of towards Hawaii. Okay. But the, so we could still be above the equator. We still could. Yeah. It just, the whole imagery and everything that they go for in the second half of the movie is clearly like screaming South Pacific. Yeah. All but actually screaming South Pacific. Yeah. And so it feels weird for it not to be south of the equator. Yeah. Even though it is possible, we don't have an exact location on Waponi Woo. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely supposed to be south of the equator, isn't it, guys? <laughs> and we did have longitude and latitude. Yeah, the Caroline Islands. For when Patricia called in during the storm. And they wouldn't have been too far But off. it's an unknown amount of time that they've right. been drifting around. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I also always expect the constellations to be animated. Every time I watch this movie, I think they're going to move and they don't. And I'm always confused. Oh, that would be so cool. Like if Orion shot a bow yeah. and Leo roared. Ursa Major's like, hey, keep going, Joe. Wait. Uh, <laughs> hey, buddy. Oh, I, I hope you find your dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> yep. That's, yeah. That's, yep. yep. Uh-huh. Nice. <laughs> that's, I, my brain, my brain handed me something and I read it without looking. That's precisely what. <laughs> Precisely what my brain was thinking of. <laughs> so can I make a confession on this podcast? 
I love astronomy. I totally read my horoscope. This whole time we've been talking, I see people draw pictures and I say, yep, I see that constellation. And then if those lines aren't there, I mean like Orion's Belt and the Big Dipper and that is it i do not see people can tell me like it's those stars i'm pointing right at them and i'm like i don't get it (laughs) i i can see ursa minor because it's just a little facsimile of ursa major and then i'm right there with you i'm i'm like that's probably a planet that's probably not even a star i i I can't see it either yeah and i'm always like got one Wow, that planet's moving really... Okay, that's a helicopter (laughs) (laughs) to the hospital. I love awestruck Tom Hanks just so much. It's one of my favorite Tom Hanks faces is just exhausted, done with this situation, but like awestruck. And like he does it in multiple movies and I love it every single time when it's like just like gobsmacked Tom Hanks is one of my favorites. And he does that here, and then he's going to do it again next minute again, which is which is fun. What do you think is going through his gobsmacked mind right about now? Do you do you think that he is starting to think that he's not going to survive? Um, Maybe think about it in the context of of the speech that he gives at the full moon. Yeah, I mean, he definitely by the end of this scene. And Does. and that'll be that'll be next week for us, but it's just a couple minutes later right, for him. Right. Yeah, but it's the next day, right? Yeah, it's the it's yeah. the following evening. So I the think I think maybe this is maybe this is the the turning point where today today he was bored and it stopped being a fun adventure and started to be you know not fun. It started to be worrisome. He started to look out off the raft with, you know, pensive eyes. But I don't think it occurred to him like, oh, I might not. Like he, I I think it's the next minute where we see his reaction. But he is not, he is not so far gone that he doesn't realize how worrisome it is that he just saw this. Right. Like this scares him. Yeah. I don't know that he's accepted his fate yet. But I think that it's this isn't a great sign for him, um, which is fun, uh, funny a little bit because you know, like the stars and sort of you know navigating by the stars is often can be a sign of hope and like oh well, if, as long as I know what what's you know where the stars are and whatever I'm you know I'm never lost or whatever. But he is even I mean he's basically getting Tanya what what you were talking about the, all the lines and even the illustrations are drawn for him. But it doesn't help him <laughs> get home. He's not. He's not getting to his either his destination or his point of origin. He's just literally adrift, sort of like he was in life. This has been Joe versus the Midnight Show. <laughs> <laughs> when symbolism unlocks itself for me, it, it happens all at once, and I love it because it makes me feel like I'm in English class again, and uh, that just happened uh, just now. So we witnessed a live uh, epiphany. Beautiful. Of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sort of like Joe seeing the constellations. Woo. <laughs> so I think he's not he's not resigned yet, but he's sort of this is like the last shred of sanity I feel like is is leaving him with this uh depiction that his eyes are giving him. His eyes give him the depiction and he is amazed and then we're gonna see he's like, Oh, that can't be good. Yeah. It is a turning point, which is funny because Jarf, you've been talking this whole time about how 
Friday's minute is the start of the climax of the movie, even though it's nowhere near the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Can I double back to something about the music? Yes. So we mentioned it a little bit on Monday's minute because we get a little bit of the horse trot intro to the song, but then we get the full... Uh, I cover the waterfront. Now the ivories are tinkling. Yes. It's by the ink spots. Uh-huh. And I really like how they utilized it and made it match up with some of the action when there's the line, the one I love. It matches up with him giving Patricia another little sip of water. And then the line, I'm covered by a starlit sky above matches up with when he's hallucinating the constellation. So Yeah. It's such a it's it's a gorgeous song, excellently used. And it's it almost feels like a head scratcher about why they picked it until you start to see all the ways that it's syncing up with the action that you're seeing on the screen. I also want to point out that uh my father and grandmother would be both very proud of me for picking out the ink spots just by uh just by ear and then confirming later because I was like, well, it's not Billie Holiday. It's probably the ink spots. I think that sounds like the ink spots. I'm going to write down the ink spots. And I nailed it. So I'm really, nice. I'm really proud. I've made my family proud today. So I feel like I'm, it's a win for me. That's what these podcasters for, right? <laughs> Making our family proud? Oh, no, I've been doing them all wrong. <laughs> you do a what? How much do they pay you for that? <laughs> There has never been a more awkward silence in a car than my dad ad- saying, like, I listened, you know, a bit at first. <laughs> and then being like, you know, I'm old. I just can't get into them. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I try to shield some people in my life from the knowledge that I do a podcast to avoid that very awkwardness. My dad has, has and stepmom have sort of been with me on my on my podcasting journey, I started doing podcasting in like 2007. So I, I told did you them, invent it? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't quite invent it, but I hopped on this podcast. This uh, this guy who taught uh, art students in England was doing, and so I, I have to imagine he was pretty much at the forefront. So I jumped on that, and then I told my my dad and stepmom all about it, and then I started my own music podcast and like all this stuff. So now that like the New York Times is being like, oh, it's the you know golden age of podcasts or whatever, my dad was like, podcasts are still a thing. I thought that was like a 2008, 2009. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he's like, I didn't realize that people were still into them, which is like a weird way of being out of touch in like the most hipster way possible. Oh wow, people still like that? Huh? Interesting. It was off-putting, but (laughs) but kind of yeah. At this point, can't you just implant a chip in your head and then someone that you used to go to college with? says what movies they like directly into your cortex. Oh, man. I hope so. That that seems very efficient. And I don't have to worry about my battery draining. Right. You don't have to download the episodes. (laughs) You're super subscribed. And uh, you can subscribe to our show by thinking subscribe. And and putting your eyes to the left slightly. And then you'll be subscribed. And that's... Blink five times to give us a five-star review. Right, right. 
sleeves, it has to be five. We're, we, we're having people that are giving us one and two stars, and they don't mean to, but uh, you got to blink five rapid times. <laughs> all right. Well, now that we're all dealing with the hostage situation of POWs in <laughs> Vietnam, <laughs> anything else for this minute? It occurred to me how how shaky he had to have been. I would have spilled water all over myself and her each time. I would have wasted so much water because that required such fine motor skills to give her that water that I wouldn't have had at that level of exhaustion. So I've, I, I, I barely I, have that level now. <laughs> I've same. I'm, I'm a I'm a scientist. I'm a chemist by trade, and sometimes my hand shakes so bad. I'm like, how am I not like how how do I still have any employment? Because like you can't do fine stuff when your hand is just shaking all over the place and it would I would have just spilled that little cap full of water about 40 times before giving up and jumping in the ocean (laughs) (laughs) this is too embarrassing James versus the volcano would be a much shorter movie I think (laughs) James versus the volcano (laughs) it that that very short prequel to Joe versus the volcano where I got I it could gave be it a like shot. a little animated. Yeah. That was all that I had for this minute. I think our Wednesday wisdom is bring aloe, I guess. Like I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way to succinctly wrap up don't find yourself adrift with no supplies on the Pacific Ocean. I mean, I think everyone kind of intuitively knows that that's not a great situation. Maybe find Find music that fits your situation and, and, and wrap yourself in it. And maybe that can relieve some of the boredom of uh, the endless sea in which we all find ourselves adrift. And listeners, next minute, this movie is going to get real cool, real <laughs> fast. <laughs> <laughs> so we mentioned we have one more day and then it's moon night, folks. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is moon night. Well, if folks have not had their Joe versus the Minute chip installed yet, you can always follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Joe versus Minute, and you can share your feedback with your fellow listeners in our private Facebook group, the Joe versus the Minute Listeners Luggage Raft. I love that. You can rate us. No blinking required. <laughs> in fact, it's best if you don't. Just stare straight ahead. By, while typing. Nice well, well, Yeah, while typing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so pack aloe and also eye drops. <laughs> well, that's all about all I had. Where to now, Tierney? Away from the things of man, of course. Ill-prepared to drift away from the things of man. Now I don't know. I don't know. Wow, something is really different. I'm a growler.